0: Hey, what's up? This is Mike with Santa Sonia, and you're watching CMS TV. And what is up, everybody? Welcome back once again to another edition of Chris Aiken Presents. I am Chris Aiken, dude, right there. Mr. Eric Ferentinos looking very holiday worthy. Hello sir, how are you? Doing
1: very good, Chris. How are you buddy?
0: I'm good, man. I'm definitely good. Short week this week which makes it always better, right? When it's uh, I, I think for regular people it's a short week. For me and you, I don't think so. <laughs> Is it?
1: <laughs> well, I've been on the go. I had I had uh, I had those shows this weekend and uh, this week it's just like go 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 go. Uh, my lady had a had a spill. I guess over the weekend, oh. she went bowling and ate a poop, and she fell down. <laughs> she's not. What's a very short work week for her? She's right not that well today. Wow, she's uh, recovering from some uh, fall down injuries. Did she break anything? Or no, she's well, she's she slammed her knee really bad. Mm-hmm. She has like a, her hands got cut. It looks like she has a, the stigmata. Ever seen like oh, wow. a stigmata? That's what it looks like a little <laughs> bit, like bleeding, ouch, hands and stuff. Yeah, wow, but, that sucks.
0: Wow, that's a especially going out when you're trying to just go out and have some fun. You mm-hmm. know, it's one thing if you get hurt, you know, moving furniture or something, which sucks anyway. It just, you know, if you get hurt doing something that sucks, you just kind of think a And that sucked too, you know. But man, now now doing it with something you actually enjoy doing, it's like, oh man this just blow it just like takes the fun out of everything doesn't it
1: <laughs> yeah and i'm sure she's you know annoyed that she wasn't able to go into work today
0: yeah that uh, sucks especially so, on a short week you almost like to go to work on the
1: short week yeah, maybe that's very <laughs> short week for her she'll only be doing two days and then uh her son i i used some of my uh southwest miles to fly him in for that's cool. thanksgiving so she gets to see her boy uh so he's coming in in a couple days i i Took the turkey out of the freezer. Look at you. Okay. You got to do that. You got to remember to defrost that turkey. That's right. Some people think they could just go to the store that day and get a turkey. You can't do that. Right. you need to get that thing at least a week before. I did the uh, free turkey when you spend a certain amount of money. Okay. Okay. So I had to spend like over 125 bucks and then you get to pick out a turkey. It wasn't a butter ball though. Butter balls are the fucking best. Oh yeah. Uh, this was the other one, but it was free. Yeah, so I took it and that's what I'm gonna cook this week and I did a Thanksgiving backdrop. This is from a horror movie called Thanksgiving.
0: One of my all-time favorites. Okay. I actually know the I actually know the director of the movie. He's he's from here. So um yeah, I love Thanksgiving. And th- I think there's a Thanksgiving too, actually. There's did a you know? two and three. Oh, is there?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is me right here. I'm this turkey and you're there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> couple Thanksgiving jive turkeys today.
0: Yeah. Dude, speaking of thanks, Thanksgiving and Thanks-killing, did you see that there's a new Thanksgiving horror movie that, that
1: launched on Friday? I did see that there's going to be, it's just called Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, it's just called Thanksgiving, but it's like a horror flick. It does not look good. No, but what horror flick does? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll watch it, we'll rent it or something. Yeah. Yeah, we'll watch it at christmas <laughs> no, I'll, neither put it was, on, I'll put neither, it on thanksgiving susan's like that's one thing she's good good for like she doesn't give a shit like if it has a rental cost right to watch it there she'll pay for it Especially nice
0: the question is is it going to be available for thanksgiving in the house
1: or do you it have to go to, to, to the fucking movies it has to be man there's no way that's only in the movies
0: yeah i love the fact that we're not locked into movies anymore I, yeah. I hate the movie theater. I don't know about you, but I, there's a very good chance. I've never see the, the inside of another movie theater again, you know, now, cause even, even movies I want to see, they seem to come out like a month later. Like if they're only in the movies, it seems like right. they're in the movies. And then like John wick four, as an example, I'm a big John wick fan. Mm-hmm. And that movie was in the theater. And like, I swear to God, two weeks later, I was seeing it on like stars or something. I right. was like, holy shit, this is great. Why go to the theater? I
1: remember in the 80s, it took like five years for something to go to like a VHS tape or something like that. Yeah. It definitely, oh, no. Now it's like you could same day stream it at home if you want to.
0: Yeah. Well, and that, and that's the difference was was back then. You had to go to the movie. Like, if you were a fan of a franchise like Freddy Krueger or something, man, you had to go to the movies because if hey, you how didn't. About Freddy
1: Krueger, sure oh, will. look at
0: that. There it is. The, the Dream Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Dream Warriors. Or you can sing it like Don does today. We're, we're the Dream, the dream.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't want to dream no
1: more. No, I don't. Don <laughs> sold out the whiskey the other night. That's good. That's good. Dude, very good.
0: People, look, I'm the first one to crack on Don. Don's a friend, but I'm the mm-hmm. first one to crack on his voice being what it is today. Right. That being said, every time he goes out and plays a show, people are more than willing to go in their pocket, 30, 40, 50 bucks. So God bless yeah. him.
1: Why not? I, I watched uh, I watched them play a song at the Whiskey, and I kind of saw what he had going on. He He had the bass player, who's a very great singer
0: yeah chris mccarville
1: uh, chris McCarvel was singing the higher register stuff and then don was just doing the lower harmony on a lot of these things which i think is cool his voice still sounded good at that
0: yeah no yeah exactly. no they they're i mean dude they're fine i mean it
1: it's again, just a mixing it with the sound guy you know what our bands like that too uh, uh-huh. steven's 67 years old he's not gonna hit uh every high note there however between myself Johnny Monaco Scott Coogan you're gonna hear those high notes get
0: yeah look uh, and, and, and I am the oddball in this because I'll be the first one especially on CMS to criticize all these guys right y- including Steven Steven or or mm-hmm. uh, or David Lee Roth or Vince Neal or whoever pick one it doesn't matter the guys that that don't sound quite like they did back in the day I'm the first one to call any of them out. And I'm also the first one to say, keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, if people want to see it, it's not like you can't figure out ahead of time what somebody's going to sound like. You can absolutely go to YouTube and see every one of these fucking singer guys or bands, because it doesn't always have to be the singer that doesn't sound Mm -hmm. as good either. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that people always forget. They love to bash the singers who are the most likely to lose some of their skill. There's an awful lot of forgiving as we're going to get to here shortly on like guitar players and drummers and whatnot. You know, there's an awful lot of forgiving on that and they don't get guitar players, especially don't get near the, near the hassle when their skills start to go, you know,
1: that's right.
0: You know, well, before we do that though, dude, you obviously had a big weekend out in the mid out in mid America. You know, you were you were out there touring around with Stephen. Uh, talk all about it, man. What? Where were you at? Uh, you play that's with? That's
1: right. We we had two shows out out in Missouri, and they were awesome. I, I love doing casino shows. Some people make fun of that when you're doing the casino circuit, but it's so convenient. You know, the whole gigs. Mm-hmm. You know right there in the same place and you just sure. walk up to your room they can always like totally take care of you with food and all that and it's just a real easy peasy trip uh we were in let's see kansas city we did the ameristar casino okay and we did that we did that with uh quiet riot and it was a kick-ass show it was packed nice it was packed there was i mean the place wasn't huge i think it only held like about a thousand people but it was they were revved up Quiet Riot's an awesome band to have on the bill as far as like those, again, you know, iconic songs, bang your head, sure. come on, feel the noise. When people that we all just transport back to being 12 years old again, right? You know, when they start playing those songs. I'm backstage, you know, air drumming <laughs> before going on. I'm because I always do my pacing thing backstage, but it's just, right. I love and I think about it too because as a kid, I used to air guitar to Quiet Riot yeah so the metal health record i remember having a tennis racket we are doing the baseball. windmill wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah yep you gotta hit those those chords right at the beginning right. and i'm i'm just thinking like this how how full circle maybe or that maybe is not the right term but all these years later you know and this band's like opening up for the band almond and it's just i would have never thought that back then sure as a kid and here we are and Jizzy sounded great uh, singing the songs. Uh, we played, the crowd loved it. We're starting to add in more songs off Out of the Cellar. Okay, cool. Okay, and you didn't hear this from me, but. Nope, didn't hear none. But Shh, don't tell. Going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are likely going to be playing uh, Out of the Cellar in its entirety. And it will be not not every show, but uh, the first time we're going to do it, I'm hearing allegedly right. that we get the whiskey because we're going to be playing the whiskey right before New Year's Eve, I think like two days before New Year's Eve. Okay. Uh, and that's where we're going to throw it down. And so we could be on top you of You're going to lay it down. Lay it down. <laughs> um, and as far as I know, we're kind of like each show leading up to that, we're adding another Okay. Um, there. And so this weekend we had to add in uh, another one. You're in trouble. You're familiar right. with that one?
0: You're in trouble what are you going through going through yeah yeah
1: Yeah. which i you know i kind of forgotten about that one a little bit great song uh everybody loved that the band played it very well for not having ever played it before sure and uh we're going to continue to do that on the future shows uh so then uh moving on we had to actually we should have probably driven to the next gig because it was only like a three-hour drive but instead we took two flights to go to
0: two flights yeah. to go three hours
1: yeah we left missouri went to minneapolis and then flew back to uh kansas or uh what st louis okay uh, st louis we ended up playing the river city uh casino and hotel
0: okay and
1: that was with autograph nice okay so and that may have been the last autograph show with that lineup that is going to happen i think that was booked before all this cease and desist
0: oh you think so d- did they say that or, or did you hear I, that I, I through the grapevine I didn't, ask or?
1: I didn't ask uh what was going on with them when i saw them i saw jimmy bell who's an amazing guitarist who's yeah been around is. a long time um for anybody who remembers was it light of day the um Joan Jet. Yeah, Michael yeah. J. Fox movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy's in that movie. If you ever sure. get a chance to go back, he plays he's one of the guitarists in Jones mm-hmm. band. He plays one of the guitar players in that band. Jimmy's uh, amazing, man. He also he really, plays
0: in he plays in House of Lords, you mm-hmm. know, with, with uh James Christian and and obviously in this autograph, this version of autograph. And he's mm-hmm. he's one of them oddballs that plays backwards, right? He's that's the, right, he's a lefty. He's a lefty.
1: <laughs> and he uh, he also plays uh in a deep purple uh cover band too that's really good okay uh but yeah uh and i know he's gonna have more availability with this band being put on hold but definitely if your band is has tour dates coming and you need somebody who's can can really throw down i know that's somebody you should probably hit up <laughs> yeah, about it, but uh, so I might have seen that that lineup's last show, but they opened up and and again this this Missouri crowds, both of them were really great. So I appreciate uh, everyone who came out to these two shows. We really loved rocking out with you guys. That was a great time. That's cool, man. So I'm curious
0: with the autograph because I've never seen it since Steve Plunkett. So it's, I haven't seen it in thirty whatever. I was never a right. huge fan. I'll just honest i'm definitely not a huge fan of autograph and and quite honestly i never like turn up the radio so you know that that right there kind of makes it so yeah well i'm not gonna go see autograph i don't like that song how do you not like turn up the radio chris i don't know i just Dude, my favorite two songs from them were My Girlfriend's Boyfriend Isn't Me and Cloud 10, which okay. nobody even knows those tunes except for the real hardcores, cuz I mean they were on the they were on the big album. I did own the big album back in the day. The Turn Up or was it Sign In Please? Really? You know, I owned it, but I really didn't like it much. You know, I truth be told, I'll tell the story. I was dating this girl named Robin in high school. She liked the song, so I bought the tape, so that I could have it in in my car playing and start making out. That was okay. really the ah oh, here look what I bought. Play the tape and like oh I love this song yeah do you come here you know <laughs> that was the truth of the of the matter with it. But I I never liked that song. I always just found it. I the the songs in the eighties that were super repetitive i never dug into real much i i never was a radio hits guy i was much more of a if you give me uh if you give me an autograph i look for cloud 10. if you give me a rat i'm like into like got you on the line or you know stuff that was not round and round you know that that's just me that's me with every band you can name Give me warrant, I was listening to like 32 pennies, not, um, not cherry pie. Chris you Aiken's know.
1: deep cuts.
0: That's what I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm much more of a deep cut guy, you know,
1: <laughs> and, and that's always worked. I mean, I know all the other songs, but. I don't know if it was on the radio. It would have, it would have had been on the radio uh, or, or the video. I didn't have that much money as an allowance back then to buy that many records. The sure. Records were at least ten bucks or more. Yeah, they were.
0: They, well, and I'll tell you how I got around that. Two ways. First was my job situation. From the time I was thirteen years old, I had a job. I worked at a church that was right behind my house. Made 120 Made three dollars an hour weeding, weeding um, flower beds and cutting grass and stuff. But I would take that three dollars a month, which worked out to about a hundred to a hundred and a half a month. And I would buy weed and then sell weed in high school, and then I would make like five hundred dollars a month.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: So then I would take the five hundred dollars a month that I would buy buy music. That's what I used to buy. So I always had that. And then the other thing was. I always always um me and my friend Scott we used to rob the local Kmart blind. We we literally oh. would go into the local we would go into the local Kmart I would go in first, I'd look all suspicious, walking around the store. I'd get we knew they only had one store detective. so I'd get him off into like the women's clothes or stuff. And when I got him off into there and got busted, my buddy would take a coat that we modified. We cut it all up and stitched it so that he could stuff stuff in the coat. okay, And we would steal everything. He would go steal everything. I would get the store dick to arrest me. Right. You know he he would pull. He didn't arrest me. He'd pull me in the back and he'd be like, "Take off your shoes, take off your shirt." And I was like, "You don't know, no. you know." And then red your butt cheeks. Yeah. yeah, and then they would frisk me and find nothing on me, and they'd be like, "You can't come in here anymore." <laughs> and then I then I would get my mom or my dad to go up there and yell at him that I hadn't done anything. So. I was I was a scumbag. I, I ain't gonna admit, I ain't gonna lie.
1: This was before they had the those tags. The tags, yeah. The machine. When was that? It was like probably by like 80, 86 or seven. They they had started. Having they
0: started those. those things when I was in my senior year. So, that would have been eighty five, eighty six. They started right. having those things. But for the most part, like here was the deal with Kmart, especially they were so easy to rob. Mm-hmm. Instead of having the glass. Like the remember, I don't know how old you are. If you could even remember this or not, but here they used to have the glass over top of the cases, and then a little hole cut into it. You could reach into the hole and pull the tape, but only to the hole. And then you had to kind of tip it to read what was on it. Okay, do you remember those days?
1: I do remember the the hole. I thought it was for something else. Well, yeah, right, (laughs) glory hole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what what I used to do is I would there you could. There was like two or three holes in these things. So you could reach one hand underneath and one over. The The case thing had like a handle on it, the, the mm-hmm. plastic case that it was in. I would hold the bottom and I'd push it up. And then in the top, I would come in with a pair of um, nail clippers and wow. just clip through the plastic and pull the tapes out.
1: <laughs> wow. And nobody could see this going on? I mean, no, as as he, even a customer. Dude, it only took...
0: Like- well, if there's a customer, you just dropped it and you look like you're looking for another tape or something. But,
1: dude, it, it only
0: took, we got so good at it that that it was, I mean, we could reach in, grab a tape, cut it, and get it out in under 30 seconds. Wow. It was really quick. You know, you just kind to pull, pop, and that was it. And just ballsy. take the tape. Dude, I never care. I never, dude. The the another funny ridiculous story about me. I got arrested first for, for th- um for stealing from a. We used to have a store here called Gold Circle. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just like a Kmart or whatever. And I got arrested. I can still tell you what the for stealing a CD. It was right when CDs first launched. It was the big box with the you know the paper box with the CD in it. It was ZZ Top's Afterburner. I got caught stealing it. I didn't even have a CD player. Huh. <laughs> I just wanted it. I didn't have any CDs. I wanted
1: like, a I'll CD. I'll steal the CD player later.
0: Well, or I I kind of it, I don't remember for sure, but I think it was close to Christmas time and I think I had asked my parents for a CD uh, player. Okay. So I was assuming they were going to get me one. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like Thinking I would start stocking up yeah. on CDs. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, until I got caught and got busted. I, and the funniest part is I remember my parents come to get me. And my mom and dad come in and and the, the detective's like, is this your son? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, okay, you have to sign this or that to, to get him. And my mom just looked right at me and goes, can't you just take him to jail? <laughs> She wanted nothing to do with my stupid ass, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I was a, I was a bit of a rebel at that point.
1: <laughs> I don't remember stealing too much stuff. The only time my parents had to uh, come pick me up from jail was when we got caught with my friends uh, underage drinking or being in possession of alcohol underage. It right. was right before a Shaka Messiah concert. Okay, in uh, the the late eighties, uh, it was like a, a theater show right and i was i was hyped because at the time i loved the band and um i i had a dream date i was on this girl i had got the courage to ask this girl up uh out on the date to go to this thing and the mistake i made is i went with this uh couple that had a car and they were like a sid and nancy couple okay a rock couple right and you know they were like yeah they they knew how to get beer and stuff and we we had like about a case of beer and I was kind of following their lead a little bit, and we we ended up in an alley, like across the street from the theater, behind a laundromat, and a a local sheriff happened to be driving by, and like right as we, you know, hadn't even taken a sip of the first thing, this guy shows up and decides that he's going to take us all in. Nice, um, which was such a dick move, yeah. And the punk rock couple, I remember she was getting like pretty mouthy and stuff, and and he slammed her face on the on the thing on the on the Ooh. car it was pretty rough and then uh she still was squawking i think she even had a nosebleed at that point and she was squawking in the back and we were all like handcuffed uh back there and he would just like slam on the brakes and we would all like hit our <laughs> smash face.
0: into the face
1: yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like hit our face <laughs> on the thing um and yeah that was about it i didn't take it all that seriously at the time i remember they were sure. asking me a lot of questions in there like are you with any gangs? Like back that back oh, yeah. in the eighties, and you're starting to really get into the finding out if you have any gang affiliations, right? Especially, sure, especially if you had any tattoos or anything. They were like documenting my tattoos. I had tattoos <laughs> at seventeen, which I probably they shouldn't have given me tattoos that young. But uh, anyways, they were they were documenting those. They were asking about my drug use and how much marijuana do you consume, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't figure out I I I was hard to give them a straight uh, an exact answer on that but uh yeah at some point my uh, parents had to show up there and they looked pretty pissed off and just overall disappointed as per the huge. sure know what I mean like I I mm-hmm. just disappointed them all, all through my teens <laughs>
0: <laughs> But well you showed them later in life right you know now you're well, a yeah, I, rock star
1: <laughs> Yeah pretty much I mean I I I have uh, evolved and uh take things more more seriously and, and definitely have learned responsibility over the sure. years you know and integrity uh, uh more integrity and things like that uh but yeah i wasn't definitely wasn't always that way that's for
0: sure. no i get it dude i just say i didn't stop being a minor league criminal until i was in my 30s <laughs> i ain't gonna lie i was always stealing shit dude dude i right i I was this, even as a 20 and 30 year old guy, I'm not real proud of this, but I'm not going to lie and say it didn't happen either. I used to, I used to go into like, uh, stores like Kmart's and Walmarts and whatever. And I would just, I I got so good at peeling the price tags off of one thing and then putting it onto another thing.
1: I I do that.
0: (laughs) I, I bought at one point I had bought all the components to a Kenwood stereo for like a hundred bucks. Cause I would just go in and, and there was always a trick to it. And the trick was you had to get stuff that was in the same department. And that's where everybody always got busted was they would, they would pull off stickers. They'd be like, Oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to put a $10 sticker on a hundred dollar part or whatever. But Mm. they'd get the $10 sticker from like, I don't know, shoes or something. So it obviously would come up as like, you know, Keds or whatever instead of a fucking stereo. So I used to always, I would go in there and I would find like cheap, cheap phones and stuff like that were in the
1: electronics department. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I'd I'd get like a phone for like $20 or something. Then I'd take it over to a like $300 preamp or something and I'd stick it on there and just, and I'd walk right up to the front they would scan it all that ever came up and, and think about it i think it's still this way now but all that ever comes up on that little sensor is it'll say like e-l-e-c dash
1: twenty dollars or whatever not e-l-e-c is the electronics
0: yeah exactly it doesn't say you know kenwood bcx 3000 or nothing it just says mm-hmm. electronic so if you'd use the right sticker you could rob them blind which i did i just kept going in there dude i have a pair of, they're still here i, I guess maybe well, i guess statutes over at this point i have a pair of bose 601s in here that i paid like 45 dollars. and they're 150 dollars. more yeah. than that dude at that time those were like 600 dollars speakers Wow.
1: Well, yeah way i'm not as uh, as ballsy as you i think the last time i did that was maybe a few years back i needed a uh mattress cover or something for my right. for my mattress and the price that i saw that was good was for the, like the twin bed right i had a queen bed which was like 20 dollars more i was like yeah let's see what we could do here with this and So <laughs> right. that makes sense that it works so flawlessly because it was from the same department it was the same so the codes were probably believable enough that they didn't notice that right that i got 20 bucks off on this thing that day uh but sure uh, yeah, I'd be careful if I ever do decide to do that. I'll take your advice and make sure it's stick. <laughs> stick- <with me. laughs> if you ever become a criminal again, you'll take my advice. <laughs> yeah, times I- get tough.
0: That's right. Well, dude, I'll tell you the ballsiest one that we ever did. Me and my friend Scott did this one. Remember, in the '80s, it was it was the mid '80s. Everything was keyboards. Remember. Mm-hmm everybody had keyboards there was a million different keyboards out and there was like the big keyboards that you could buy the big casios that were just they were almost the same as like the professional ones that you would see on like a deep purple video or whatever you know they'd be playing a moog or something but you'd go buy a casio that was just as big and it had like nine million settings for bossa bossa nova sound or this sound or that sound right Mm -hmm. we go into kmart we buy one. We, we buy it. It's like $160 or something. We buy it. We drive around to the back of the store, walk into the, um, the there's like a door for the, you know, the, the, back, the back of the store where they keep like big things like TVs and stuff to be picked up. Right. We go up with the receipt. We go, yeah, we just bought a Casio. We're here to pick it up. <laughs> we, we get the second one. We go back around to the front and return the first one.
1: Wow. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People have had good good little uh, schemes going. I've seen stuff like that, and I've had, I guess opportunities to get involved but i'm kind of a you know and i've thought about this i'm kind of a coward you know when, when most of my life i was a coward like now i've been beaten down enough that i'm like you, you shouldn't probably mess with me but like most of my sure. life i was i was very cowardice and i just didn't do it when it came up uh the first kids that were doing any kind of robberies here locally was uh for anybody that knows skateboarding oh yeah track tracker trucks the tracker trucks that people got the company was here mm-hmm. like in carlsbad and i remember some kids i knew were like yeah we're gonna go into the warehouse we're gonna break in there and steal a bunch of their stuff and i was just wow. like whoa whoa <laughs> hey that sounds <laughs> that sounds a little crazy like i like no part of me wanted to have anything to do with that breaking sure. in. it just sounded like an easy like i'm like don't they have cameras or like whatever and They're like nah, they don't or whatever maybe <laughs> they knew somebody on the inside but that was the first time i had like uh heard an opportunity to get involved i didn't want to do it um another time was um my whole first band worked at this uh, video distribution um center down in san diego and they used to distribute all the you know vhs tapes and whatever else to all the warehouses and right um you know sam goodies and you know you whatever sure. defunct places back then and then some, there were a huge distribution center. The movie companies sent the stuff to them and then they in turn shipped it out to all these stuff. It was actually a pretty cool job. We got a lot of cool promotional stuff from that place right. that they didn't care about that. But, but like our rehearsal room was just covered in promotional movie posters from the standees uh, and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Madonna truth and truth or dare, you know, it's like <laughs> around that time, you know, it's like right. early nineties, uh, pretty woman right <laughs> by the way i watched that movie the other day what a piece of shit that movie is i can't a pretty woman it. yeah it's awful i mean it's, she it's looks not good a good movie. she
0: see i'll argue that i've never thought that julia roberts was stunning she's got a great body but man she got a she got her mouth looks like fresh from the joker she <laughs> got a huge mouth
1: the whole, the whole. Not to get off topic, but yeah, the whole the movie is just so ridiculous that uh, you know this super rich guy wants to just all of a sudden take this prostitute with them everywhere, and you know, yeah. do, you know, Prince Charming uh, thing. No, uh, but but back to the distribution center. Um, there was a crew there that that decided they were going to uh, dummy up on the manifest, some orders, and then do the old like throw them in the trash kind of thing like mess with sure. the quantities on the inside and then mm-hmm. put it like uh and I remember at the time they had like the Godfather trilogy had like just come out on you know, box set or something sure. so that there's a lot of those so i guess what they were doing was they would throw those in the in the dumpster and then after work they would pick those up and kind of do what you were saying they would start going to each store and returning them oh i got two of these for christmas or whatever yeah and these exactly. things were a lot they really mm-hmm. were pricey back then before streaming and all that stuff like a box sure. set would cost you a hundred dollars back in the, the oh, early yeah. 90s um so they were they were racking it up and racking it up well at some point the fbi got involved wow <laughs> yeah right and i remember like being very uh grateful that i didn't have any part Sure, in she didn't
0: get that. involved hell yeah Yeah,
1: because they were going they they knew the people that were involved uh a little side note on that job one of the most awesome things that that ever, i could ever imagine happening because this was like a minimum wage warehouse job for me right and honestly i i even sucked at getting there um and what started happening it was like around the holidays they were combining somebody else's paycheck with my paycheck okay so like i was getting these fat paychecks for about (laughs) nice two or three months it was the weirdest thing and i never said shit why of course not you're like fuck yeah cool i was (laughs) i was like 19 years old 20 years old and uh then i remember one day the lady in the back goes Yeah, i was just about to give you this check because it was like a christmas check where people got bonuses for like three thousand dollars when i realized you're never even here <laughs> you know and when you are you're like sleeping in a under some pallets or, right <laughs> uh and i was like shit and then they figured it out but i think they were maybe embarrassed about their mistake they never asked me for the money back of whatever i got oh, that's good
0: mm-hmm Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you what, going back to the stealing, though, isn't it crazy now, especially out where you are? Now you can just do it. Now it's not even a crime it doesn't seem like to just do. it. It's crazy. It is weird. It is weird to see. It's sad to see. Have you been in a store where you've actually seen it, where you've been, like, in the store and you just see somebody loading up their cart and walking it out the door? uh i have not
1: okay. um I, I think that's more prevalent up in san francisco and potentially los angeles that doesn't really occur as much here in san diego at least from what i've seen
0: do you think and i'm asking do you think that in where you are right now because i have an answer for here do you think that where you are right now that if that did start happening that people would step in and be like hey what the fuck are you doing go
1: pay for that shit uh maybe in the least they'd be filming it oh you know? well, yeah but, uh yeah it's i i mean i don't know if i would uh, how how involved i would get with something like that you know what i mean that's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of on the store to to deal with those kind of mitigations it's not worth me getting hurt over now if it was somebody being assaulted like i saw a woman or a child being assaulted or something like that i would totally run in and do something yeah. about it yeah mm-hmm um but not not something like theft i wouldn't i don't think so and i, I don't want to speak for my community but i don't know I, I don't know how many people would
0: yeah it's the way we are I, I think i would probably run in i'd be the one that would get shot because i'd be the one that would knock somebody down or tip the card over or something so they can't run out with all the shit i would be that guy and then somebody would probably pull a gun on me and shoot me dead but you know, I
1: like those videos where like the cops are chasing somebody on foot, and then all of a sudden, like the UPS guy walks over, sticks his foot out, and like you know, trips the, the burglar. <laughs> Have you ever seen those? Yes, <laughs> it's kind of cool. It
0: is funny. <laughs> well, there we go. So, th- what did we learn here? I was a thief, <laughs> and you you weren't quite a thief, but you you yeah. had the intentions of being a thief, but you weren't quite a thief.
1: Maybe an opportunist at times, but sure. <laughs>
0: Well, let's do this, dude. Let's take a real quick break. I'm going to play one spot and then I have um I have some video I want to play for you. Okay. And I have an exact thing that I want to ask you about it. And then after that, uh allegedly, we're going to be joined by the uh the guys from I Am, uh Johnny Kelly, who I know that you spent some time with this last weekend, and mm-hmm. um Kenny Hickey, both from um I Am and uh seventh void and uh typo negative and uh silver tomb they've been in a bunch of bands together so we'll be chatting with them about their band i am in just a minute but for now let's talk about wowza tv right here on chris aiken presents